Before we get started today, I want to send you a special invitation. On Thursday, October 21st, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific, the Center for Diabetes and Mental Health is hosting Reimagine T1D, an interactive virtual workshop that will help you define your vision in your life with type 1 diabetes and then give you practical tools and resources you need to achieve that vision. To register for this free event, go to www.reimagined1d.com. That's www.reimagined1d.com. Registration is free and open right now. I can't wait to see you there to help you redefine your vision for your life with type 1 diabetes. And now without further ado, let's get to the podcast. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. This week marks the one-year anniversary since I launched the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I launched this podcast a year ago just for fun in the middle of COVID to see what would happen and to see if people wanted to hear about diabetes and mental health. And wow, my expectations were blown away. I have learned that people need to hear about diabetes and mental health from a variety of different perspectives. And I really hope that this podcast has given you the opportunity to do that, giving you the resources, the tools, hearing other people's stories, hearing my story, to really dive into your diabetes and understand what's going on for you emotionally and figure out ways to navigate the emotional challenges of diabetes better. Over the past week or so, I've really been thinking about the lessons that I've learned over the past year of the podcast and how I can take those into my life with diabetes, how I can take those into work with my patients who have diabetes, and how I can continue to serve you through this podcast in a really effective way. And I wanna take some time today and share my thoughts with you, the things that I have learned over the past year doing this podcast, and hopefully you can walk away with something that will be valuable for you. The first thing I've learned is how important it is to do things that scare you. And let me tell you, doing this podcast, at least at first, was scary. I didn't know how people would react. I didn't know if I'd be able to be clear and concise and communicate well on the podcast. And to be honest with you, every week I still have my doubts. But what I realized is that by doing it scared, by doing things even though they scare me, there's been a lot of growth for me in that process. Because I put myself out there and I share with you what I know, I share with you my perspective, I take your feedback. And while it's not always easy or stress-free, I think that there's a lot of value in pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And the same thing is true for our diabetes. We do this all the time. We tell ourselves that we're scared until we can't do something. We hold ourselves back because anxiety or burnout or something along those lines gets, gets in our way. And I want to ask you a question. What can you do right now that you are scared to do because of diabetes? How can you push yourself forward? And if we can move in that direction and do things that scare us, not that are unsafe, but that scare us with our diabetes, 
we're going to become a whole lot more free and flexible in our life with type 1 diabetes. And that's what we want to do. So what does this mean for you on a practical basis? That question really needs to be answered by you. But let me give you a couple of examples. I work with a lot of people who are scared to have more than two or three units of insulin on board, even if they're eating a high-carb meal. And so maybe for you, doing it scared is bolusing correctly based on your carb count for whatever it is you're eating. If you're having chocolate cake and pizza, fantastic. But bolus the full amount for that, even if it's eight or nine units of insulin. Knowing that the food that you're eating is going to cover it. But also, knowing that when you do this, you're able to enjoy the meal and not feel awful afterwards. Maybe for you it means going on a bike ride with your family, even though you're scared you're going to go low. Of course, you're going to have glucose with you. You're going to have your blood glucose meter with you so you can monitor your blood sugar. But you're still going to move forward and take action, even though you're feeling scared. Maybe it means going on a date and telling the person that you have diabetes, bolusing in front of them or checking your blood sugar, and then responding to them when they ask you what's going on and what you're doing. But responding with confidence, knowing that this is part of who you are and this is part of what you have to do. And if they're going to be interested in you and continue on in a relationship with you, they've got to accept the fact that this is part of your life and hopefully help support you and encourage you in your diabetes management. But what I want to encourage you to do is to do it scared, to push yourself out of your comfort zone safely, but remembering that even though you're scared doesn't mean that you're unsafe and push yourself to do things that are uncomfortable. Just like I pushed myself to start this podcast and I come back week after week, even though every week when I push publish, I'm a little scared. The second thing I've learned over the past year doing this podcast is how important it is to have progress, not perfection. I am a perfectionist by nature, and I want to make sure that what I put out there is perfect. But I've also realized that podcasting and diabetes management can never be perfect. I can talk all day long, but I stutter over my words, and I can only edit so much of it out. The topics that I have, what I talk about may not be clear and concise every time, and there may be some people who walk away confused. And while I hope that doesn't happen, I know it does sometimes. I also know that I'm not going to please everybody. And so my point of view about diabetes management, mental health may not jive with some people's point of view either. And I may be too harsh or too blunt for them. And that's okay. But as I learn to podcast, as I, as I learn to put myself out there and tell my story and talk about my perspective, about what I know works for people's emotional health and type 1 diabetes... I make progress for myself, and I hope that you make progress as you're listening to me and as I'm guiding you along in this in this way. But I can't be perfect, and I'm not going to be perfect, and that's okay. I have to push forward even though I'm not perfect. I have to push things out there to you even though they're not perfect. And the same thing is true for your diabetes. If you expect perfection with type 1 diabetes, you're going to be sorely disappointed. There is no way to have a 100% timing range every single day. Even if you stay in your house all day long and all you eat is salads. And as I said before, that sounds miserable. But the reality is, is with diabetes, perfection is not possible. And we have to be okay with that. But what is possible is progress. You can take steps to change your mindset and change your behavior and learn more about diabetes. And by doing that, you will make progress, both with your blood sugars and with your mental health. And that's what you want. You want progress 
in all of those areas because quality of life is so important. So what does progress look like? Well, first of all, progress looks like showing up to your diabetes every day and doing the best that you can every day. It means putting in the work. It means bolusing. It means counting your carbs. It means exercising and doing whatever it is that you need to do to manage your blood sugars. And the ironic thing is, and I know that for some people, you say, I don't want to deal with that stuff. I need a break sometimes. But the reality is, is the more that you avoid diabetes and the more you stay away from it, the less progress you're going to make, but also the more challenging it gets and the further away from perfection you move. I want you to be successful. And so progress means showing up. Progress also means being okay when things don't go perfectly. Instead of grabbing onto them and getting really angry about the situation, you can let it roll off of you and recognize that, yeah, stress is part of diabetes, but it doesn't have to hold you back. And if you come to that realization, that mindset, you've made progress and let go of perfection. And letting go of perfection is actually a great sign of progress. Over the past year, I've gotten a ton of feedback from you guys about the impact this podcast has made in your lives with type 1 diabetes. And every time I get an email from you, it makes me see how much my work really matters. And that means a lot to me. But also, sometimes when I get emails about things that I said in the podcast or things people took away from them, there are things I don't remember saying. And I think there's a lot of power there. The, and the thing that I've learned from these comments and from this feedback is that even the small things in this podcast can make a big difference. I may make an offhanded comment or remark during my podcast broadcast, and I don't think anything of it. But when somebody hears it, it really matters to them, and it impacts their life and the way they think about and navigate diabetes. But the same thing is true for our diabetes. Sometimes we think that we need to make these big changes in order to have a big impact on our diabetes, both on our management and our mental health. And what I've learned is that this isn't always true. Sometimes it's the smallest things that can make the biggest difference, both with our blood sugars and our quality of life. I want to give you a couple of examples. So I think I've mentioned this before. But one of the rules that I've made for myself around my diabetes management is I rarely have carbs before noon. And it's a small thing. I don't really mind it at all. But I also know that if I eat carbs before noon, my blood sugars are not going to be great for the rest of the day. And I'm going to feel pretty miserable. And so that's a small change I made a couple years ago. And it's had a big impact on my blood sugars, but also just on my quality of life and my day and my ability to do my work. From a mindset point of view, There are lots of small things that can make a big difference, whether it's getting off of social media for a couple of hours during the day and not thinking about diabetes, or whether it's doing a small mindfulness exercise every time you check your blood sugar. Those small things can make a big difference because they can reduce your stress and help you see that the diabetes in you are not the same thing. And even though you're living with diabetes and even though diabetes is stressful, it doesn't have to consume your life. So I want to ask you, what is one small change that you can make that can have a big impact either on your blood sugars or on your mental health or on both of those things? If you can find that one thing to make a big impact, go all in. It will really help you to see that your behavior matters, see that you can make changes and hopefully motivate you to make even bigger changes. But you see those small wins with those small things, it can make a world of difference for you. Just like when I make an offhanded comment and I hear from someone the impact it made on them, 
that ha- that makes a world of difference on my motivation and my excitement to continue doing this podcast. The fourth lesson I've learned doing this podcast over the past year is how people with type 1 diabetes are stronger together. We need each other. And it's going to be really hard for us to live well with diabetes, both with our blood sugars and our mental health, without the support of other people with diabetes. Other people can support you. They can try to understand you. They can empathize with you. But it is impossible for you to understand what it's like to live with type 1 diabetes unless you actually live it. It's impossible for you to understand what it feels like to have a high blood sugar or a low blood sugar or to feel so overwhelmed and burnt out with your diabetes that you just can't take it anymore and want to push it away. You can't understand it unless you live it and breathe it every day. And through this podcast, I've learned the importance of me being type one and sharing my experience and expertise with you guys. I know that you've told me, and I really believe how important that is to you to have mental health providers as well as doctors who have type one diabetes. And while there are some great doctors and mental health professionals out there who don't have diabetes and they can do great work, it's really important that people with type 1 diabetes have that diabetes community, including their providers, who can support them along the way. We need each other and we need to hear each other's stories and we need to learn from each other's stories and help each other through our stories in order to live the best life possible with diabetes and see what is possible with type 1 diabetes. And we can only do that as part of a community. So I want to challenge you, if you know someone with diabetes who doesn't have the support that they need, or if you're a person with diabetes who doesn't have others with type 1 diabetes in their life, please let me know. Let me know how we can help you find that community. And I really hope this podcast is a first step. Hearing other people's stories, hearing my story, and hearing my guidance here, I think is powerful. And I hope that you continue to engage with it. But there's always more you can do, and there's always more community and more support that you can get. And I want to help you find it. So if you need community, please reach out to me um, on Instagram or send me an email, and we'll find ways to help you out. The fifth lesson I've learned in the process of doing this podcast over the past year is the importance of thinking about mental health and emotional health type 1 diabetes in a different way. I talk about this a lot, but we the traditional view of mental health that we have in our world, and in the world of diabetes too, is if you're having trouble, you need to find a therapist or find a professional and go sit in their office one hour a week and talk to them about your challenge with diabetes and have them help you to change your mindset and change your behavior and change how you see diabetes. And for some people, that is super important. But mental health care, but especially mental health care with type 1 diabetes, goes way beyond that. And we need to think way outside the box, both because there's a huge need and not very many providers, but also because not every person with diabetes needs therapy. But my hypothesis is that everybody with type 1 diabetes may not need therapy, but they need something. And I hope that this podcast is one of those somethings that you might need. I hope this podcast every week gives you some insight and support, some guidance about how to navigate diabetes and how to navigate the challenges of diabetes. And I really hope that you can use this podcast as a pillar of your emotional health type 1 diabetes. But also what I've learned is that this podcast isn't enough. Social media is a great place to get mental health support. The diabetes community is a great place to get mental health support. And going to virtual workshops like Reimagine T1D, which I'm putting on next week, 
is a great way to get that support. But we need to rethink mental health support. And mental health support takes on a lot of different faces. And we need to embrace those things and see that everyone type 1 diabetes needs something. Everyone type 1 diabetes needs some sort of mental health support. And we need to find ways to make sure that you're getting what you need when you need it. And this podcast is a great first step, um, but there's so much more out there. And I want to help connect you to those resources. Lesson number six, showing up is 80% of the game. I have done this podcast every week since October 15th, 2020, with the exception of one week, and that was the week of New Year's. And if you would have asked me when I first started this podcast, I would say there's no way I can do this every single week. But it, it was important to me, and I know it's important to you to have a new episode out every week. And so I do everything that I can, and I have done everything that I can to make sure that you have a new episode out every week. Even the weeks I've been on vacation or been busy, I batch my episodes ahead and made sure that they're available for you every week. I showed up and, you know, and, and really what that took was dedication and it took commitment and it took making this podcast a priority in my work and a priority to make sure that you get what you need on a consistent weekly basis. But there's a lesson to be learned here for diabetes management as well. 80% of diabetes management is showing up and doing the work. We can't control the outcome, just like I can't control what you think of my podcast, but I can't control the fact that I put it out every week. You cannot always control the outcome of your diabetes management. You can't always control what your blood sugars are going to do, even with the best of intentions. But what you can do is continue to show up on a daily basis. And you have to, because if you don't, you're going to feel pretty awful and you're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel burnt out and things are going to get challenging. And that's the paradox of avoidance with type 1 diabetes. If you try to avoid diabetes and make things easier for you, you actually make it a lot harder. And so showing up is 80% of the game. You know, the other 20% is the mindset part, is problem solving and being flexible and allowing things not to be perfect all the time. But if you show up to your diabetes management and you own it, um, it becomes a whole lot easier. You know, all of our goals are to make diabetes the smallest part of our life possible. We don't want to really deal with it. We don't want to have to talk about it. We don't want to think about it. And the, the ironic thing is, is the more you show up and the more you manage it, and the more you lean into it, the less you have to think about it because the less it'll get in your way. The more you try to avoid it, the less you show up, the more it gets in your way, the more problems it causes, and the more you think about it. So just show up consistently every single day with your diabetes. And trust me, it'll pay off because it'll get a lot easier. And most likely, your blood sugars and your mental health will be better. The final lesson that I've learned in doing this podcast over the past year is that there are endless possibilities in our lives even with type 1 diabetes. You know, when I started this podcast a year ago, I had no expectations and no idea what to expect. But over the past year from this podcast, so many doors have opened up for me. So for example, we have this virtual event coming up next week, a reimagined T1D, which is going to be awesome. And I hope that you can join us. But that possibility opened up for me because of this podcast. I have a book coming out in February or March of next year called Diabetes Sucks and You Can Handle It. And there's no way that I could have written that book without doing this podcast. Also, I've gotten lots of speaking engagements and lots of other opportunities because of the podcast. And of course, I've gotten lots of great feedback and support from the diabetes community and from my listeners, people like you. The lesson to be learned here for people with diabetes is that there are endless possibilities in your life, even though you have type 1 diabetes. 
Type 1 diabetes doesn't have to hold you back. It doesn't have to keep you from doing anything. But you have to be open to that possibility that you can do anything and the possibilities are limitless. And if you're open to that possibility, guess what will happen? Opportunities will open up in your life. They will have nothing to do with diabetes, but diabetes won't get in your way of accomplishing them and engaging with them and letting you have excitement and joy and great experiences, even with diabetes along for the ride. If you show up and you're engaged with your diabetes and you are open to the possibility that things can get better, things will get better. I promise that they will. But you have to put in the work, you have to put in the effort, and you have to be willing to think outside the box. And if you can do that, you are on the road to success with type 1 diabetes. I promise you. Do you want some guidance into how to identify those possibilities and then get yourself to them? If you do, I have a great opportunity for you. On October 21st, I am hosting a virtual workshop called Reimagine T1D. This is a free workshop that will help you identify the vision in your life with type 1 diabetes and then give you the tools and skills you need to get there. Registration is free and open right now at www.reimagined1d.com. That is www.reimagined1d.com. Go in and register and look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be a great event, and I guarantee you will walk away with lots of great information, lots of great inspiration, and tools that you can use on a daily basis to help you make progress in your life with type 1 diabetes. I hope to see you there. And on that note, that does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. And it's been a great year, and I cannot wait for many more years of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I love doing this podcast, and I uh, have no plans of stopping anytime soon. So please look forward to new episodes every Thursday. And please send me a note and let me know how this podcast has impacted you over the past year. You can DM me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist, or send me an email to mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. And please, if you have friends with type 1 diabetes who would benefit from this podcast, please let them know about it. And please let them know about your favorite episodes. Also, if you do me a favor and go on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review, that helps me get the word out about this podcast so that lots of other people with type 1 diabetes can benefit from it. So I look forward to seeing you again next week for year two of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Um, I'll be here on Thursday, same time, same place. And remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Thank you.